Hi there, welcome back to Channel Chat. I'm your host, Amity Shedd, and today, January 10th, 2020, is a big report day. The USDA released the Crop Production Annual Summary for the 2019 season, and it gives us all those year-end numbers, and we have grain marketing expert Matt Bennett joining us to go through those numbers and analyze the report's findings and any potential implications from this report. Welcome, Matt. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Happy to have you. Let's just start out with your general reaction to this report. It may be shedding some light on 2019 season as a whole was a little rougher than others and how this report reflects that. Yeah, you know, so 2019, obviously a year that would be labeled an anomaly as far as rainfall was concerned, which pushed uh, spring planting back significantly. And so assumptions throughout the year was that yield would be adjusted uh, significantly lower. Uh, I think all year long, it came in a little higher than what people were expecting. I think a lot of that's got to do with the advancements in genetics and so on and so forth. But getting this late into the marketing year, uh, whenever we're starting to get a final number, you know, usually in January, you get the final, final number as far as production is concerned. But, uh, you know, this year, they actually, in uh, for this January report, they raised the yield uh, by one bushel up to 168 uh, bushels, which essentially was a, a little bit of a surprise for me because, uh, you know, as far as corn is concerned, there's still uh, around uh, 8% of the corn still out in the field, according to the USDA. So uh, we really don't know what that 8% is going to yield, first of all. Second of all, uh, being that it's going to be in the field so long, the assumption has to be made that you're going to see a bit of a drawdown as far as yield is concerned. So uh, I don't know that this is the final final, but this is typically the report whenever we get our final number. Right. And as I kind of talked to you about a little bit before we started recording here is there's a gray box at the top of the report online, if you're looking at it online like I am, and it's a special note where they kind of talk about how there's still some unharvested acreage in certain areas of the country, and they may have to um, collect some new data as we go on and uh, maybe change some numbers on this report. So, Matt, I was wondering if this special note here is normal for these reports or if this is just has to do with this kind of tough year we've had. Yeah, and that's a great question. So this is really the second time that we've gotten that little note. Uh, the first time was whenever they were going to resurvey the acreage after the final planted acreage number came in uh, there uh, June the 30th. They came out uh, essentially right after the report was released and said, now hold on a second. Yeah, this acreage looks high to you, but we're going to go back and resurvey producers. So, I mean, that's uh, a little bit confusing. I think a little frustrating uh, for a lot of people that are paying attention, uh, close attention to these reports. But that's essentially what we had happen again today is that, you know, yeah, uh, this yield might be a little uh, in excess of what you thought it might be, but we're going to come here and tell you we're going to go into these areas. We're going to resurvey producers because there's still a lot of corn left out in the field yet. And then, uh, you know, obviously we can make adjustments uh, on down the road. Uh, interestingly, for this report today, they actually made adjustments on the 2018-2019 crop. Uh, you know, they, they lowered production from 2018-19 uh, by 80 million bushels, but they also lowered usage uh, by 186 million bushels. So essentially what the USDA did today is they not only raised our crop, but they raised last year's uh total amount of bushels that we started with for this year. And so uh, a lot of adjustments can be made uh, after the fact. Uh, 
uh, it's a bit of a head scratcher at times, but uh, it's what we have to live with because uh, typically these reports uh, is what the trade cares about, and that's what gets traded. Right. And how do those adjustments affect the market now and later on? And how much stock do farmers put in those, you know, possible edits? How much do they take that into consideration? Yeah, I don't know that we take it into consideration enough because the assumption that most of us that watch this closely made coming into today is that the carry-in number, if you will, to start the 1920 marketing year uh, was going to be 2.115 billion bushels because as of September 30th, the USDA said that's our final number. That's how much corn there is in the country. As of September 1st, that's what we're going to start the year out with. And then they came in today and said, oh, by the way, uh, we're going to raise that 106 million bushels to 2.221 billion bushels. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, we come in with assumptions that the number that they told us previously was their final, final number. Uh, and, and then you come in today, you find out it's not their final, final number. So I, I'd say it carries a host of frustrations from producers and from people that watch this. But at the same time, I can tell you, sitting in my seat. I've watched these for years. I do not want their job. I do not want to try to compile this data. It's certainly a cumbersome effort. Uh, There are adjustments that they made on this report, actually, that I appreciate that I think were necessary adjustments. It's just that some of the adjustments they made, uh, I still uh, am trying to figure out. Right. I couldn't have said it better myself. It's a hard job. Someone's got to do it. Um, Not all those changes are going to be taken happily, but I guess... Overall, they're pretty necessary. Absolutely. There's no question about that. So you've talked about your initial impression. Are you seeing any specific reaction from farmers, or what's the general vibe you're getting after the release of the report this morning? Right, and that's a good question. So basically, the report comes out at 11 o'clock. Fortunately, there was no like time delay. <laughs> In the November report, uh, you know, at 11 o'clock, you went to the USDA server and it, or to the website and it said the server was down. <laughs> and I, they caught so much flack over that. But regardless, I mean, obviously, that probably wasn't entirely their fault. But today, at 11 o'clock, the market uh, went from being down two or three on corn and a couple of cents down on beans to being down six, seven cents. And, you know, the, so before I was able to actually get the data, I thought, oh, no, you know, this is not a good report. We're going the wrong direction. And so whenever I flipped over to try to get some of the news to see what the, uh, you know, the bits of information were, uh, I went back and looked at the markets and all of a sudden corn's unchanged. So it went from down two or three to down six or seven and then right back to unchanged. And then we settled on the day up two to three cents for both corn and beans. So, uh, you know, I guess the way I would put it is it doesn't really matter how the market trades during the session necessarily. It matters how it closed. And so that tells me that uh, maybe there's a lot of people in and around the trade that aren't completely buying into everything that the market report had to say today from the USDA. First of all, and then second of all, I think that uh, looking ahead, uh, producers are probably going to be trying to gauge. You know, what do I need? Go, where do I need to go from here? What decisions do I need to make? And uh, you know, looking at, for instance, December corn at 403, I've got to think that a producer needs to be taking pretty close look at that. And uh, November beans at 975. Of course, those are just 2020 prices, but I think those are pretty attractive places to start, especially given the fact that you know USDA just told us. We had 168 bushel yield with potentially one of the most challenging weather patterns we've ever seen. Right. And overall, 
when we're looking into the next year, what should these numbers mean to farmers? I know you touched on it a little bit, but like we've also said, the year was super rough and we were down a lot with soybean especially. So what does that mean for farmers looking to next year as we get closer to plant 2020? Right. Yeah. I hate to focus on corn so much, but whether you're talking corn or beans, you know, we had so much prevent plant last year that you have to assume acreage is going to go up um, probably dramatically for both corn and beans as far as planted acres are concerned. And so initial observations are suggesting around 93 to 95 million acres uh, for corn. And then you could be looking at a, a 10 million acre increase on soybeans. So, you know, what are the things a producer needs to think about? Well, if you do have a better weather pattern, uh, which wouldn't be hard to do than what we had in 2019. And, uh, <laughs> right. you know, a producer has to assume that production potential is substantially higher than what it was this year. So, you know, if that's the case for me and I'm looking at already profitable prices early in the year, you know, while I may not want to get overly aggressive and get too far off balance, I don't want to ignore it altogether either. So, you know, if I'm looking at, um, you know, a crop size, it could be, uh, you know, a couple of billion bushels bigger on corn and, and you know, uh, I mean, I'll just put it to you this way. Uh, in 2018-19, the bean crop was 4.428 billion bushels. This year is 3.558. So we know darn good and well that we could probably produce a crop at least a billion bushels bigger than what we saw this year. And if that's the case, and I can already manage some of my price risk, you know, at a profitable level, I probably should be considering that. Right. It's kind of like the bright side is, gosh, last season was so bad. It's almost like the only way to go is up. So try to stay optimistic. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I, I think that you always have to consider all the possible alternatives and possibilities. And as a producer, you know, we, we, we can't ignore the fact that the same genetics that we're able to get us through this year without completely falling on our face, you know, are capable of doing things that uh, most of us, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago didn't dream they could do. So if we have a good growing weather uh, pattern for this year, 2020, then, you know, I, I just want to make sure I've got my, my risk adequately managed because you could be looking at significant downside potential. Right. You're absolutely right. Well, Matt, thanks for all your expert insight. We appreciate it as always. Thanks for talking to us today, and we'll be checking back in with you soon as the 2020 season gets underway. Well, thank you. No problem. And with that, we'll see you on the next episode of Channel Chat. <laughs>